0: Good morning, everyone. I think uh, before we start, I've got to put that back. Because okay? from the beginning of this series to now, I haven't passed any tests or anything like that. I'm still a learner. Uh, and hopefully, we're all learning. So wanted to put that back up there so that you don't think I'm going to tell you how to be an expert prayer because I have... No idea. Um, this morning, it's been really, it's been a difficult time um, because it's been such a good time of worship. Um, has anybody seen uh, The Princess Bride? I know that somebody, a couple of, come on, dump, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that there's a, there's a passage in the film where, um, are here, here, well, you know, the stories on my, there's been a kidnap, um, Princess Buttercup. Don't be put off by the names if you haven't seen the film. This it's a really serious film. Um, it's, uh, they, they get to a place called the Cliffs of...
1: Insanity.
0: Insanity, yes, the Cliffs of Insanity. And what they do, they arrive there and you look up, and it's sheer and enormous, and it's dark. And I tell you what, the way I feel right now about anything in my life, I'm stood at the bottom of that cliff, and I'm looking up, and I'm trying to work out how you climb it. Because I have something going on in my family, and my my brother's dying and i don't want him to i don't want this to be the end and he had a faith long long time ago and he's now at a place where he's talking to me about his funeral and what he wants and what he doesn't want he doesn't he doesn't go to church he doesn't profess any any faith in christ now but he did have And I'm at the bottom of this cliff with him, and I'm trying to work out how I can climb this cliff with him. And there's no purchase points anywhere that I can see. So I'm not an expert in prayer. I'm a learner. And it's real, isn't it? The thing is, with prayer, it is really a difficult subject. Because you can't teach it. You You can help. You can encourage. Shall I? we okay? It's it's not something you can teach. It's not a formula to something. That you do this, you pray in this way, you do it at that time, you do it in this location, and you get the answer you're looking for. It doesn't work like that. I have looked at different testimonies of prayer, and I would love to stand here and reel them off to you because they're so encouraging. But the majority of the time when we pray, it's not the same. It's not always the same. And this is the difficulty, because I really do believe that God is a God of the immeasurably more. But this is where it meets real life. And this is where it hurts. And it's it's really hard because you think, Lord, What did Linda say? He wants the best for us. Or Linda or Tim said it, he wants the best for us. And I believe that. But I don't have his viewpoint that he has. But um, yeah, it's, don't believe for one moment that I'm gonna stand here and as if I've got it all together, because I haven't, I'm way off. Having said that, we're gonna begin now. So sorry about that. how do, you, how do you see yourselves? I think what, how we see ourselves has a massive effect on how we are. Um, you see this. This is our vision on a little business card. It's our vision. It says about being a, a city of refuge. Do you see yourself as being part of a city of refuge. Yeah. yeah? Because the thing is, this is a bit of card. How do we get what's written on this card into this room? Do you see yourself as being a reprocessing factory? Or do you see yourself as a hope carrier, taking what you have to others? Because... This isn't real, this is a bit of card, but you and I are real and we have to find how we do those things to make it work. We have a responsibility for these things on this card because if this is my heart and I see myself as being part of this, then we will start to work it out, we will start to live it out. How you see things changes everything. Have you ever heard when people view new properties, when they're going to move, and you often have people say, do you know what? After looking at many properties, do you know what? I can see us here. Yeah? And they say, you know, I can see us in this house, making this our home. And they start to think in terms of how they will decorate it, where they will put their mark on it. It's important how you see things. Because if we don't see things and we don't identify with them, we're never going to inhabit them. So how do you see yourself this morning? When we started this series, it was back in January, uh, and we're gonna have a quick revisit to some of the things. There's two things in particular I wanna pull out because I really do think they're very important. Um, but we, we started back in January. Recently, we have heard from Andy Windsor, and he was speaking about the Father and praying alone, one-on-one with the Father. Remember, he showed the clip of the guy drumming who had lost his, his dad. Um, But we we were talking about the prayer and the the one-on-one relationship, the intimacy of that with the Father. We heard from Jill. Do you remember Jill? And Andy shared a bit of it this morning, that she spoke about Moses, Aaron and her, whilst he had his arms raised, whilst he was interceding for the battle that Joshua was fighting. And Jill came at it from the other side and she said, how important it is that we pray together, as we pray as a body as we support one another and encourage one another to pray. God is glorified through those things. We also had Greg Whitick stepped up at one point to cover for us, and he, he did the Lord's Prayer. We have also had two all-age services in here, and they were fantastic. Uh, they had uh, Gary doing one where it was uh, about the power of God, and we also had... Sarah Windsor do one, where she brought, do you remember the stepladder she brought in here? And she repeated what the kids had already done downstairs in the basement. And they were climbing the steps of the ladder saying about how they could overcome their fears because we have a God who can do immeasurably more. Uh, then we had Gary. Gary did John 15, I am the vine, the true vine. And we had Ephesians to begin with, where we talked about the heavenly places. Do you remember this guy? Thank you. The two people remember Tim Mac... Three people. Do you remember I played a little bit of a video of this guy? And he was talking about... he's. Oh, by the way, he's, he's a theologian. He's a Bible teacher. He... Is part of the setup at uh, the Bible Project. You might have seen their videos online. Uh, Tim Mackey. He's uh, he's a very good teacher. Uh, he's from Portland, Oregon, and he was in Belfast at a twenty-four-seven prayer conference. And we stole the intro to it because of what he was saying. And he started to tell us about his shame about prayer. And he said, because he's a Bible nerd, self-confessed Bible nerd. And he said, if this was a Bible conference, I'd feel so at home. He said, but it's a 24-7 prayer conference. He said, so I have certain issues going on. And he said, because he prays. And he says, I have prayed and I do pray and I pray a lot. He said, but not half as much as I would do if I believed it made a difference. Yeah, And he said, because often, often I do think it makes no difference. He went on to say that sometimes he finds it hard to relate to a person when he prays. He said in the fact that he's missing out on something in the relationship with Christ when he's praying. And he also said he believes he's not alone. Now, I loved it. I thought that was so good because... If you're going to start, you've got to have an honest start. You've got to own up to something. Now, I don't know, do, does anybody bear any... Um, do, you, do you associate with any one of those things? Because I tell you what, I do. Yeah. I really do. I struggle because I sometimes think, yeah, I'm stood at the bottom of this cliff and I'm looking up at it and I, I don't think it will make any difference what I do. Well, this is the thing, this is the struggle, this is the tension between having a God that is, can do immeasurably more, and our circumstances in which we live. Because it's how we see things. So, how how do we move forward in this? So we we were doing this series, and that was our starting point. So it was the lowest possible point we could start from. So that was it was, I don't know how many of you uh, would have watched the rest of the message, but it's a great message. If you do get a chance to go and find it, go and find it. Because that's not all he says. There's a lot more that he unpacks. The Huckleberries are everywhere. Well, if you've seen the video, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I want to go back to these two things. Uh, where we stopped in... Uh, Ephesians at first and when uh, Gary did John 15. When we, when some of us who have done things like KST, you go along to somewhere like KST and they say to you, when something's repeated in Scripture, that's big. You've got you've to have ears for that because they're trying to really underline something. So when something is repeated five times or seven times, You're being shouted at about something. In Ephesians, we had Paul telling us, five occasions, it's in the heavenly realms. It's, that's where this is all taking place. And he wants you to lift your eyes to something far beyond you. Now the heavenly realms, apparently, You may know this. There are three heavenly realms. You know, Paul says in 2 Corinthians about he was called up to the third heaven. There are three heavens. I'm going to explain them to you. I'm going to point as well. So, the first uh, heavens is our atmosphere. Yeah, Local to the earth, the thing that surrounds the whole of our planet, that's the first heaven. That's our local heaven. And that's what it's referred to in the Bible at times, that being the heaven around us. The second heaven is everything beyond that. So I'm pointing again, same direction, but it's further now. And it's outside of the atmosphere, it's in our solar system and further. So where the stars are, where other planets are, where other uh, galaxies are, that's the second heaven. Now the third heaven I can't point to because this is where the presence of God is. This is where, like you get a glimpse of in Revelation, where you have all the hierarchy, all the principalities, all the authorities, everything. And God is being worshipped. God is glorified there. Now this is where, Paul tells us in Ephesians, this is where we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That's you. That's me. If we follow Christ, if we're committed to Christ and we're in him, that's, that's us he's talking about. Every spiritual blessing only in Christ Jesus. This is also the place where Christ is sat at the right hand of God. This is also the place where you and I are in Christ at the right hand of God. And this is also the place where God demonstrates his wisdom through the church, to the principalities, to the authorities that are there. And this is where we wrestle and battle because this is where the conflict takes place. So Paul's telling us five times, heavenly realm, that's where it happens. That's what it's about. Now, John 15, in the first eight verses of John 15, John tells us seven times that Christ has said, abide in me, remain in me, stay in me. If we remain in him, we are where he is and he is where we are seven times he's shouting at us now this is a scriptural statement of what it means to abide to abide is a verb it's an active uh, abiding sorry it is active by abiding in Christ it is not a feeling or a belief but something we do It means to remain or stay and entails far more than the idea of continued belief in a saviour. It is something that's happened. It is something that we are living in. It's our abode. It is where we stay. Now, if we stay in Christ, we will bear much fruit. We won't produce the fruit. God does. But we will bear much fruit. Right. So you've got those two things. Those two things, I think, are very important. Now, this is Hebrews 11, verse 1. This is from the New King James. And it's this. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. What on earth is all that about? <laughs> <laughs> Evidence of things unseen. Substance of things hopeful. Right. Can you see what this is? Okay. It's, it's, today, it is not a bag of rice. It would have been a bag of rice yesterday. It will be tomorrow. But today, for us this is not a bag of rice this is substance okay this is substance now i know it's substance because i can feel it i can hold it and i can tell you what the weight is it's occupying space you know what I can hear it. If I move it, I can hear all the grains of rice moving around. If I was to open it, we could smell it. If I was to cook it, we could taste it. This is substance. (laughs) Evidence of things unseen. Have you ever watched Morse or other dramas on television where there's a detective, where there's police work, where there's a law team, and they're going to go and find all the bits of evidence to pull them together to get an idea, like they're putting together a large jigsaw puzzle and they don't know what the picture's going to be. But they're putting the pieces together as best they can and they come up with different theories and ideas as to what this is and what it means. Never, ever do you see that they're dealing with evidence of unseen things they find things that are real and put them together so what on earth is this about (coughs) you see because it's it's interesting what it's talking about is there are two worlds yeah there are two worlds and one is the heavenly realm and the other one is the earthly realm One is spiritual and the other one is very physical. And the bridge between the two worlds is our faith and our prayers. That's the bridge between them. We're trying to take the substance of the things that we're hoping for because we have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And we're trying to draw that down into a physical world where we are in need and we want to see God move. So we're bridging a gap. And that's what it's like. That's what it's coming down to. We're bridging a gap. And it's our prayers asked for in faith that bridge it. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something. Ten minutes, seven days. We're going to have a prayer week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a prayer week. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was too taxing. Ten minutes is going to break you. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. We're not a 24-7 prayer week. We're a ten minute seven days prayer week I have loads of these it's envelopes with ten minutes written on it the ten minutes is the instruction to do with what's inside the envelope inside the envelope is a piece of card and on the piece of card are three basic prayer points I'm asking you and me to take that away with you don't open it now, take it away Take it away and keep it with you throughout the next week. When you have 10 minutes, open it and pray about the things on the card. It would be great if we were all doing that for a, a week. There are different items on different cards. So we won't all be doing exactly the same. But do you believe that we can bridge the gap between heaven and heaven? and the earth yes. do you, because how we see this how we see ourselves in this is key 10 minutes a day when you can if you can't do 10 minutes do five minutes twice <laughs> yeah. if you can't do all three prayer points just do one <clears throat> let's start here we're at the foot gonna climb and it'd be great if we could do this We had, um, we had a prayer meeting. You know, every Sunday we have a prayer meeting before we come down here and start the service. And the prayer meeting is open to you all. It is. You, you're all welcome. Um, and we get together and we pray for if there's an issue or anything. Uh, we pray for the service. We pray for those taking part. And we praise God and it's good. Back on the 9th of October, we were upstairs. Actually, before I say that, on the 9th of October, this was a particular prayer meeting that I remember. I don't know whether anybody else will. We used to have a dog. Well, I say we used to have a dog. Really and truly, Sarah used to have a dog. (laughs) I came along after that. uh, And... Poppy, <laughs> yes, bless her, uh, Poppy wasn't so pleased that, you know, sharing the home. So this guy's staying then. <laughs> so, um, but she was great. She was great. She was a, the fiercest, <laughs> yes. now I'm building it up too much now. She, she was a great dog. A full handbag, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The, the thing was, what she would love, and it was great to watch her, if it was a windy day, she loved it. She would go outside and you'd see her ears lifting with the wind blowing past her face. And she loved it. She got all skitty. She'd go, oh, what, you know, what's going on? All this movement in the air. And she would lift her nose to take the air. And you could see when she had found a scent because she had become very alert, very focused, and she had want to pursue that. Now, 9th of October, prayer meeting upstairs. Starts off as a normal prayer meeting. We're having a bit of a joke and a laugh and a bit of banter. And then we get down to pray and we start praying. And, and most prayer meetings that you go to, You pray about the things that you believe are key and important. And that's good, and that's right, and that's what we should do. But in this occasion, it was almost as if you caught a sense of something. There was a scent in the air. And we started to pray for God's presence. And it just starts off with a prayer. And all of a sudden, you can sometimes sense that there's a change now. And then somebody else picks up the prayer, and they pray it through as well and then we got to another point where we're even talking about deuteronomy and god's presence with the israelites and if you don't go with us lord we will be like everybody else and so we pray along these lines and it was great you know really good we came downstairs and we start the meeting and the meeting's going really good really well and we're worshiping and we're we're in god's presence And then all of a sudden, words come forward, and then we have, uh, I think Sarah Windsor came out and said about, come forward for prayer. You know, if you're you're needing prayer, come forward for prayer now. And that's what we did. And the, the meeting got longer and longer and longer. Now, how much of that has anything to do with the prayer upstairs? See, I've got a choice to make now. I couldn't believe that made a difference. Or I can say, well, it's just a coincidence. See, but I believe that made a difference. And I believe that if we seek God, if we pray earnestly for 10 minutes a day on the things in the card, it can make a difference. Next week we have our fifth Sunday where we're going to come together and eat. Now this is really good because this this is very real. This is a family thing. And the reason we do it is because we want to bless one another, but we also want to bless people from outside of us. So those at the food bank uh, and other agencies that we work with would like to see them come and join us so we can welcome them and they can take part and enjoy food with us. It's very biblical. It's a, it's a good thing to do. How about if we all prayed about that this week? How about if you and I said, no, this is my responsibility to pray for this. And what if we see one person come in and be blessed? it would be great. I think it'd be great. We'd be moving forward. We would be bringing something <laughs> of God's presence into someone else's life. I think prayer is an incredible thing. And it's an incredible privilege that we have, that we have access to God through Jesus Christ, who has made all of this possible for us. If we we became a a church that was so much better at praying, what else could happen? What else could we do? How well could we become the city of refuge? How well could we be a a reprocessing factory where we're being changed and we're watching others get changed as well through Christ, how much more easier would it be that this is just who we are and we can't help but share the hope that we have with others? But I think prayer is the key. This is God's idea that we pray, that we intercede. So so I was going to ask for a couple of volunteers to help pass these out. I don't know. If you don't want to take one, that's fine. Honestly, there is no pressure with this at all. But I think it would be great if, as a church, we did this together. If you want to pray for more than 10 minutes, go ahead. And if you want to pray for more things that are on the card, go ahead. But it would be great if we took an action together. So, I don't know. Can, could I have two volunteers? Rose, Andy. Oh no, it's okay. Right, Did you want to do this side of the room? Yeah. Thanks, Rose. You want to do that side? Okay. I'm, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to hand back to you. Mm-hmm. Father, we we ask that you open our eyes to what it is you have done, and what it is your church is. And we pray, Father, that's, that... <laughs> it's a, there's a wave of coughs, you know. I am finishing, really, I am. Um, you know, Father, we pray that, that we would really catch a glimpse of your eternal purposes for our lives. And I pray that we would really catch a glimpse of how we bridge that gap how we stand in the gap for for ourselves and others. And Lord, we pray that we would see your kingdom come here in this church and further, Lord, we pray across this town we would see your kingdom grow. Lord, lift our eyes. Help us to see that this is us that you are talking to when you want someone to pray. You want someone to pray for the lost. You want someone to pray for the ill. You want someone to pray... For those that, that are suffering or lonely or are hungry or are homeless, Lord, help us to pray and follow up the actions that, uh, that we can do, Lord. And Father, we ask that uh, you be glorified here among us and you be seen among us, Lord. Father, we pray that this week would be a good week. We pray that we would find time with you and I pray that we would be blessed by drawing closer to you as a church.